Russia is employing elite paratroopers in Ukraine as regular infantry to address the strain on their forces, even though it's probable that these units are not operating at their full capacity. This revelation comes from intelligence provided by UK authorities. In a recent intelligence update issued on Monday, the UK Ministry of Defence disclosed that no fewer than five regiments from Russia's esteemed parachute division, the VDV, are very likely concentrated within a few kilometres of the frontline village of Robotine. Harry Michaels reporting. Canada has expelled a high-ranking Indian diplomat from its territory following Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's assertion of credible allegations connecting the India government to the assassination of a Canadian citizen and prominent leader. Trudeau made this announcement during a parliamentary session on Monday, stating, Over the past few weeks, Canadian security agencies have actively pursued credible allegations of a potential link between agents of the Indian government and the murder of Canadian citizen Hardeep Singh Nijjar. Kyle Norris reporting. President Joe Biden delivered a speech at the United Nations General Assembly on Tuesday using the platform to champion democracy and advocate for increased support for Ukraine. This address allowed Biden to further promote the principles of diplomacy and democracy, much as he had done during the recent Group of 20 summit earlier this month. Haley White reporting. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un embarked on his journey back home on Monday, likely bearing gifts from his Russian hosts, including a high-quality rifle, a cosmonaut glove, and military drones, items that independently contravene UN sanctions. Following his summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin, Kim received a top-notch Russian-made rifle, as confirmed by Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov. In return, Kim reciprocated with a rifle crafted by North Korean artisans for Putin. Benjamin Wright reporting. This is the latest news headlines. House Republican leaders' aspirations for a short-term spending plan designed to temporarily avert a government shutdown at the end of the month have swiftly encountered obstacles with over a dozen conservatives declaring their unwillingness to support it. This abrupt setback underscores the GOP-led House's challenges in reaching a consensus on government spending. The proposal included budget cuts that would never have gained approval in the Democrat-led Senate, yet failed to achieve significant spending reductions, leaving compromise-resistant conservatives dissatisfied. Lawrence Keller reporting. The owner of the New York City daycare center responsible for a one-year-old boy's tragic death due to apparent opioid exposure claimed she had no prior knowledge of drugs being present at the Bronx facility. 36-year-old Gray Mendez and 41-year-old Carlisto Acevedo Brito now face charges of murder with depraved indifference, manslaughter, assault, endangering the welfare of a child, and criminal possession of a controlled substance. Michael Wallace reporting. Hunter Biden has initiated legal actions against the IRS concerning disclosures made by two of its agents to Congress and the media regarding his tax matters. The lawsuit alleges that two longstanding IRS criminal investigative agents, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, unlawfully divulged tax-related information when they publicly expressed concerns about the handling of the investigation into the activities of the president's son. Kyle Norris reporting. Five days into their strike, the United Auto Workers Union and Detroit's biggest three automakers find themselves still significantly divided, with the White House refraining from involvement in the negotiations. Sean Fain emphasized, This is our battle. Our negotiation teams are diligently at work. Our members are steadfastly manning the picket lines, and our allies stand united in support. David Lang reporting. And that's the latest news headlines. I'm Alan Edwards.